Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for downloading this very special episode, which is a live one from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. That's right, it is that time of year again. So if you're in Melbourne, come along to one of the podcasts. So uh, this one you're going to hear, Emmy Blotnick, Joel Kim Booster, Deanne Smith, Aaron Chan. This Sunday, if you listen to this the day it comes out, this Sunday is a, such a good lineup. So it's Judith Lucy making her first appearance on the podcast. Joe Firestone from America, who has been on The Tonight Show. She's been on Conan. It's, she's so, so funny. I went and saw her show the other night. It's great. Uh, she's on also Andy Lee, who's always brilliant on the show. You know him from Hamish and Andy. And Alice Snedden from New Zealand, who is from the podcast Bonus of the Heart. So it's going to be super, super funny. The stories that they've sent through are brilliant. So that's at the European Beer Cafe, 3 p.m. on Sundays. And then on the following Tuesday is the big one at the Festival Club. So Max Watts House of Music, 10.30. For all the ticket details, go to joshearl.com.au slash gigs. It's going to be very, very good. Also, my show, my little show that could, Josh Earl Talks, is on every night of the festival apart from Mondays. 8.15 or 7.15 on Sundays. So last week it was great. We had a whole bunch of people from the podcast that day come along and uh, watch the show. So it's always nice. The podcast audiences come to do the double. Very, very good. Thanks for that. Also, thanks everyone who's been sharing this around, uh, all the details and all that kind of stuff. It really does help. Like I say, I'm just one guy. I don't have any management, don't have any producers, doing it all on my own. And it's, you know, there's 650 shows. So anyone, you know, sharing it around or telling people to come to see it is a massive, massive bonus. So thank you if you've been doing that. Hey, also the Patreon, if you want to support the podcast, if you, you know, go, oh, I like what Josh is doing and I'm not in Melbourne though, you can support the podcast by becoming a Patreon subscriber. Uh, A bunch of new episodes will be coming out soon that I'm doing during the festival with some people who are in town, but because I can't have everyone on the live shows, we're doing some little bonus ones while they're here. Thanks, everyone, who's been sharing it around. If you like the show, go on iTunes, give it a five-star rating, review. That really helps us get the word out there. When I say us, it helps me get the word out there. And that is it. Enjoy this episode. It's super fun. Also, this episode is brought to you by Justin Hamilton's new show, The Ballad of John Tilt Animus. And I cut up with Hamo at the during the festival and a little conversation about his show is at the end of this episode. So it's like a Marvel film. There's a little teaser at the end of the episode uh, for his show. So if you're in Melbourne, go check out Hammer's show as well. Enjoy this episode. Hopefully I see you at one of the live shows or my show, Josh Earl Talks. Enjoy.
Welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. Hello, is that my best spot? Thank you. Excellent. Sorry. <laughs> uh, just by a round of applause, who has been to the podcast recording before? Yeah. Thank you. Who has never been to a live show before? Yay, welcome, welcome. But what I do is I get four very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives. And what I normally do, I start the show with saying, what did a Josh Earl in the world do this week? And there's a Josh Earl in the UK in Bristol who's an engineer who's looking for an apprentice. So if you know someone, <laughs> put him in touch because he was looking for one last year. I don't know what happened to that guy. Uh, <laughs> didn't do it. So uh, I, I get four very, very funny people. So let's introduce them now. Our first guest. Our first guest is a comedian who shares her name with a bushfire scientist from Victoria. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's Dan Smith, everyone! Hey, Dan. Sit here, sit next to me. A bushfire scientist. A bushfire scientist. I've never heard of a bushfire scientist, but that's what she does. I really like it. I, as a lesbian, like to consider myself a bit of a bushfire. (laughs) Hey, I don't, I don't know if you know this, you are on our 100th episode, and today is the 150th episode. Yay! Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thanks, thanks. All right. Also joining us is a first-timer to the podcast. He's a comedian, a writer, an actor, and according to his IMDb page, his star meter ranking shot up 6,500 spots this week. What? Can you please welcome to the podcast, it's Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> Hello. I would actually like to talk about the bushfire scientist really briefly. She's not doing a great job. Um, It does feel like, with regard to fire, we've still at like the two options: water and like foam. Foam. It's like get on it. Like it's 2019. It feels like we should have more options for fire at this point. Welcome, Joel. Thank you. Okay, our next guest is another first time to the podcast. She's a comedian and writer whose Google-related searches are Emmy Blotnick Height, Emmy Blotnick LinkedIn, and Emmy Blotnick The Rock. Can you please welcome Emmy Blotnick? Hi, hi, hi. Oh, I didn't know those were my Google searches. Yeah, I want it to be Emmy Blotnick dead. I want, I want, or a beach bod. Those are the two. That's how you know you've made it. Do you know why it would be The Rock? Do you do a bit about The Rock? Or? I sure do. Oh, okay, there you go. That's, yeah. that's all I need to know. Yeah. Great. Well, people, people enjoy it. Good. And how tall are you, just for the listeners? I, I, I'm not going to say because I want people seven. to keep Googling. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm a Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah. And finally is a man who shares, shares his name with a Melbourne interior designer, a relationship executive for the Commonwealth Bank, and a welder in Melbourne who spells welder on his LinkedIn page as... W-E-L-D-R, like it's a, like it's a dating app, I don't know. Uh, can you please welcome, it's Aaron Chen, everyone! Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Oh my God. Good on you guys. <laughs> How you been, Aaron? Yeah, not bad, I'm so exhausted, but so glad to be in Melbourne, city of dreams. <laughs> Now, you two in the middle here have just come back from Hillsville Sanctuary. 
Did you get to hold a koala for that? I didn't go. Oh, you didn't go? No. Oh, you I went for both of us. Yeah. yeah. I, I've spent a lot of time around Australian animals, and I think they're overhyped. Um, <laughs> I, think that, I think they are. Uh, koalas, uh, trash. Um, <laughs> full of disease. Don't want to hold one. I, I've already had chlamydia twice this year. <laughs> like, <I'm> just... <laughs> Did you know this before you held a koala, Emmy, that you... They got chlamydia? I didn't know that, but I also have it, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, all good. Right. Excellent. Our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Media. Well, I'll read out status updates by the four of you. If you think you know who it is, who wrote the tweet, buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You can't guess for your own ones. I, every time I do this show, I realise I've got to get my phone out to score the game on. And so I'm just going to do this, and this is why you come to the live shows, to see what oh, gets cut out. Who's that? That's, uh, it just came with the phone, that kid. I don't know. Uh... Is there so, a way to buzz, or do we yeah, say your, buzz? Your, your names are your buzzers. So you so yell you, you your say Emmy. Joel. Yeah. Okay. That's it. But that's not the answer that I'm giving. Okay. No, you can't buzz in for your own ones. Got so it. you got to get your poker faces on. Your first question is this one. I can only really enjoy the threesome if it's structured like the favourite during awards season and I'm Olivia Coleman. Sure. Given, given top billing and called the lead actress, but the other two are doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> Emmy, did you say it was Joel? It had to be. It yeah. is Joel, yeah. yeah. It's a point there for Emmy. She's off the mark. I mean, chlamydia knows chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have chlamydia. <laughs> You don't have to defend that. You can just have that out there. You don't. That's fine. No, I. Be, I don't think I need to defend. No. It. <laughs> I thought maybe Olivia Coleman. You might want to say that she did a good job. No, uh, Olivia Coleman did a fantastic job, but she also was not the lead actress of that movie. Um, she was a supporting actress, and she did a fine job. But she won the award, and it's a sham that she won. But, <laughs> but I think she, I, I think she's an icon, and I think she's amazing. Uh, but she shouldn't have won. Uh, Question two. There was a time when people looked at a baby and named it Mildred. Aaron. Yes, Aaron. Is it Deanne? You are correct. That is, yeah. Point there for Aaron. I was torn on that. Any, any Mildreds in the room tonight? I didn't, I didn't take any off the list. <laughs> I was just thinking my own name sounded very uh, bad as well. In comparison to Mildred, it was like, it was Deanne. That's also not a very melodic, beautiful, popular name. I'm feeling bad for the Mildred Warwick, quite frankly. Yeah. Dion. That's Dion, oh. yeah. Mm. Well, there goes <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Forgive me, Father, for I watched a stranger's dog pooping for a second too long. Joel. Dion. Yes, Joel. Was it Aaron? No, that's Emmy. Oh. I love to watch a shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> you should come to my show later. I don't know. <laughs> It's always weird when you look at the owner as well, though, after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, you, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> Question four. Laughing to myself in this public toilet because my pee is going for so long. Joel. Yeah. Yes, Joel. Well, it's Aaron. You say it's, it is Aaron. Oh, yes, yeah. you're correct. It is Aaron. Yeah. You're off the mark there, Joel. That's uh, true. <laughs> I did laugh out loud because um, there was a man standing next to me and he looked over because I had... Uh, he had gone and went. Like, he was about to leave, and he looked at me, and I laughed audibly. <laughs> you got a piss that just don't quit. Don't quit. <laughs> Question five. How many times do you think I can get away with tweeting 
gay people should be allowed to do incest before it affects my career. Damn. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, it's gotta be Joel. It is Joel, yes. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> there are so many straight people in this world, okay? And there are only a, like a, a small percentage of gay people in this world. And you're telling me that I have to now remove my five hot gay cousins from... <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem fair. I... It's not, we're not making babies, like. I said, we need reparations, and I think you just letting us do it. <laughs> Incest I'm, should be that. Um, I don't want to ruin everyone's afternoon, but uh, you can absolutely Google Twincest, and you can find some Russian brothers. Oh, no, oh, dear. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I weren't aware. Okay, okay. That's what was blowing my mind about this whole thing. I love 3 p.m. incest. <laughs> <laughs> Question six. Anxiety level. I just Googled chew toys for humans. DM. Yes, DM. I'm going to guess Emmy. You are correct. It was yes. Emmy. Yeah, yeah. support there yeah. for DM. Licorice root you can chew on forever. <laughs> <laughs> there is a chew toy for humans. It's that. Yeah, it's not funny. It's just a fun fact. <laughs> what, what's stopping you from using just a regular dog's chew toy? I want someone to love me. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven. You know when people are about to do something scary, they take a shot of alcohol? That's me with an espresso before my morning shit. Deanne. <laughs> uh, put a hand up, but Joel said his name. I'm going to go with Joel. I'm going to go Aaron? You are correct. Yeah. It was Aaron, yes. I'm sensing a theme yeah, to the yeah. tweets. Not all my tweets take place in the bathroom, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know you, and I don't think that's true. It's You're the my, toilet king. Yeah. It's my, please come to my act, flush down the dunny. Uh. <laughs> Do you know what a dunny is? Other people on the panel? No. A dunny, I, mean, I, I just guessed by yeah, context. It's, it's <laughs> slang for toilet. Yeah. Oh, cool. Wow, you guys yeah. have a lot of words for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are like Eskimos with snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight. Relationships are a journey and should start like one. Any unattended baggage should be reported immediately. Joel. Yes, Joel. D that's Deanne. I'm you are correct. Yes, that's Deanne. Yes. Well done, Joel. I love therapy. <laughs> that's good. That's good. My, my dad would, uh, would have done well with this. Uh, <laughs> question nine. Imagine Pringles in a bag. They'd never survive. Brittle, cowardly chip. Deanne. Yes, Deanne. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Aaron. No, it was Joel. Yes. That was Joel. That's Be a good one. Not in the toilet. <laughs> it was before the toilet, yeah. It is right, though. Like, no, yeah. Pringles would never survive in a bag, and that's why they're an inferior tip. Um... <laughs> Although someone did point out that there are Pringles in bags now. And really? Yeah, and I'm sure they're bad. <laughs> like, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure, like, imagine stuffing that in your purse at the beginning of the day. At the end, you just have crumbs. Yeah, who would ever stuff chips in their purse? <laughs> <laughs> and our last question for this round. Ivanka Trump is basically if Paris Hilton didn't have fun. <laughs> Do you want to guess? Aaron? Yes, Aaron. Emmy? You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, yes. Yeah, it's a, I'll reveal something very personal. I don't like her. 
All right, at the end of that round, the scores are Deanne Smith on two points. Give it for Deanne, everyone. <laughs> Emmy Blotnick also on two points. Aaron Chen on two points. But in the lead on four points, it's Joachim Booster. Yeah. It's okay, you can get your points back. It's a long game. It's I'm fine. just scared of buzzing in by saying my own name. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> I got, oh. This round, you don't have to say your name. You can okay. get some points here. Because cool. this round is called Yearbook, yes. In this round... <laughs> Wait, what's it called? It's called, everyone join in, it's called Yearbook. Yeah, in this round... We go back and talk about our school days. Okay. And talk about an event that stayed with us. And today we're talking about a young Aaron Chen. Yay. <laughs> now, when Aaron was in high school, a boy in his class used to do something that Aaron still regards as one of the greatest moments of his life. But what was it? Was it A, this guy would bring his mum's footspa into the school, <laughs> turn it on and add a bunch of dishwashing liquid into it. <laughs> Then he would close the classroom door and just go to lunch. <laughs> when they would come back, the entire classroom would be filled with foam. So that's option A. Option B is this guy worked at KFC and quite often would bring a box of chicken into the school. He would stand on a raised platform and throw the chicken at a group of boys, including Adam, Aaron. The group of about 15 would then pick up the chicken and eat it off the ground, <laughs> wrestling each other and punching it out of their hands for chicken scraps. <laughs> Or C, this guy would go to the library and turn the books around on the shelves so their spine was now facing in. So, and if you stood back, the white pages that were now showing on those books would spell out, fuck the police. <laughs> Aaron said it was more beautiful than the Sistine Chapel. So, now, one of these is true. You guys don't have to guess straight up. You can ask him as many questions to try and get to the truth. But bear in mind, he wants to get it wrong so he gets your points. So he'll be like answering them as they all happen. You don't have to guess together. You can all guess individually. The I, floor is open for questions. Okay, so my question is about number two, which I actually right now is, I think, the least likely. But it, the chicken that was being thrown, was it aggressive? Or was it more like an Oprah sort of like, chicken! <laughs> like, like, was it like that? It was that? halfway between. I think the act, he wanted to be like Oprah, but he had a lot of testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> it was puberty time. <laughs> Would you consider number two a fetish? <laughs> <laughs> Making boys fight for chicken off the floor? Of the guy? I don't know. <laughs> or now of Aaron. I think of all, it, all of us in a way, you know? Yeah, me like... too. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, I guess that's not a very substantive question. <laughs> um, my question is about number three is... Um, why don't you respect the police? <laughs> um, that is very difficult. They have. <laughs> Did they do something answer, wrong? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, um, so it was not me who did it. I actually. Um, but you thought you you co-signed the message. Um, you thought it was quote unquote as beautiful as the Sistine Chapel. So there, that's true. Um, <laughs> there is a photo of me online. Um, pointing at a police officer quite aggressively during a protest. It's actually one of my favourite Twitter things that you did, which is... Oh, have you yeah, you've seen let's, it? Let's talk about it, because you said, yeah. if this doesn't get 10,000... No, if this gets 1,000 retweets, I'll commit a crime at, <laughs> at yeah. New South Wales Police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how many retweets did it get? It got uh, more than 1,000. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, which is big for me. Um... <laughs> 
so good. Um, and then they, they replied saying um, we would advise against this, Aaron. <laughs> and then uh, a few months later, there was um, a, a protest, um, <laughs> which is bad that I can't remember which. <laughs> but I was pointing quite um, passionately at a police officer. Yeah. I uh, tweeted that back. Is that them. a crime in your country? <laughs> <laughs> it is wrong to point with less than five fingers. <laughs> it's impolite and uh, illegal. <laughs> I have one question. What was the name of this boy, this legend? His name was Ayush Singh. Okay. I, yeah. I'll, I'll beat I, that out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll like it though. <laughs> it's 50 50. Yeah. Right. Any, if any of these stories are true, it sounds like he is psycho <laughs> um, and would love the attention. So, any questions about the foot spa in the room? What type of dishwashing liquid? Um, it was du duck. <laughs> <laughs> that is a brand in this country. Yeah, no, I believe it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I know. You think, which yeah. one. You, think you know. Everyone yeah. think, okay, we'll go with Emmy. What do you think first? A, B, or C? I think C is not true. Okay, and there's, there's one that's true. Is that the game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy didn't do both of these things. I'm going the chicken one. I just I want to believe it's true. Okay. Yeah. Joel, what do you think? I actually think it's A. You um, think it I made the mistake of putting truly just a little bit of dish soap in a hot tub one time um, and the next morning came in and, and the entire like like garage space was full of foam so I know that it's humanly possible and I think that sounds like a, an amazing prank so I'm going to say A, a. Um, is the A for Joe and Deanne I also want to believe it's the chicken one but I think it's A you think it's A? yeah the correct answer was B it was the chicken oh! two points for uh, Aaron there amazing one point for Emmy I still feel like we've all won. Yeah, we've all. Just being here, we're all winners. But so good. KFC at school. I mean, can you believe it? <laughs> so what did he do? So it was day-old chicken as well. It was day... So he'd finish work um, after school, say, on a Wednesday night. Yep. And then he'd keep the chicken in his fridge. He'd leave it in his bag. He has a big box of chicken in his backpack. And then he'd bring it um, to the next day. He'd stand on this bench raised over everyone and like there'd be 20 people r waiting respecting him quite a lot <laughs> no one's fighting him for the chicken but he'd open the box and he'd toss it out into the crowd and we'd all clamber to get a piece of chicken and there were fights for chicken and stuff like that it's, uh, it's like being a boys, bridesmaid 27 yeah. pieces yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Mad Max yeah. like, it's just... this is what the country's built on <laughs> So at the end of that round, the scores are Deanne on two points. Go for Deanne, everyone. <laughs> Emmy now on three points. Joel on four points, but also on four points. It's Aaron Chan. Yeah. Right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you will give a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If things are lie, you say nah. You can ask them as many questions as you want. Bear in mind, they want you to get it wrong, because then they will, you, they'll get your point. So here we go. Now to Aaron. When Joel was in high school, he bought a car and kept it a secret from his parents for two weeks. The car was a manual and Joel had no idea how to drive it. <laughs> what, what car was it? A Honda Accord. Okay, and you were in high school, how old were you? 17. And you didn't know how to drive a manual? No. 
Where, where'd you get this car? <laughs> I bought it from Angie Ware in seventh period. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, some kids have chicken thrown at them, some others <laughs> get some car keys. How'd you get the money for this car? Um, I had a job, Aaron. I don't oh, know yeah. if you've ever heard of it, but. Um... <laughs> no, I mainly fight for chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I worked at a Cold Stone Creamery. I don't know if you guys have that. I worked at an ice cream store in high school and then a Subway sandwich shop. And the car was only five hundred dollars yeah. because it was a nineteen eighty eight um car. So it was pretty dangerous to be driving. And how'd your parents react when they well, they were pretty mad, mostly because I was driving to school and passed my dad on his way to work. <laughs> made eye contact with him. And sort of like... <laughs> I um, thought you couldn't drive the car. Well, I was learning how to drive the car. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it was just like, they were like, how long have you had this and where has it been? Um, and then, yeah, and then they, they made me do, like, stupid shit, like, get insurance. Um, yeah, they were pretty mad. I think I would be quite proud if my child bought a car without me knowing it. You don't know my parents. <laughs> what, you think it's true or false? I'm going to say nah. You are incorrect. It oh was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Angie yeah. Wick. You don't have to bleep her name out. Um, yeah, no, I bought it for $500. Uh, it, I crashed it several times. Um, it took me a long time to learn how to drive that car. I had no radio, no AC. Um, and then I, like, uh, soon after they found out I had bought the car without their permission, I ended up moving out and living in the car for, like, <laughs> for just a, a few days. Uh, not to get too dark. But, yeah. Do you drive there? I do drive. Do. Also a Honda Accord. Wait, no way! <laughs> do you drive in it? I can, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love driving. Because yeah. okay. you don't meet too many comedians who can't drive. Really? Yeah, in Melbourne, a lot of comedians don't drive. I get a lot of gigs because I can drive. Amazing. And they need someone yeah. to drive them out of town. <laughs> There's a tip for would-be comedians. <laughs> don't about your jokes, just concentrate on driving. <laughs> All right, now, to Joel. When Deanne was in junior high, she went to a sleepover and the kids were all sleeping top to tail, so head to foot in the bed. In the morning, Deanne woke up with her foot in a sleeping girl's mouth. <laughs> Just out of instinct slash panic, Deanne kicked her foot and scratched this girl on the epiglottis. <laughs> the girl never forgave Deanne and Deanne was ostracised from the friendship group, even though, in Deanne's defence, this girl was sucking on her foot. <laughs> um, how old were you? Thirteen. Um, and what was the girl's name? Kim Hill. Kim Hill. Do I have mm -hmm. to beep that one out? Probably not. It's a very generic name, okay. isn't it? Yeah, there's plenty of Kim Hills. Um, did you know you were gay at this point? No. Okay, wow. That's weird. So when did you decide that you were gay? <laughs> when did you make that choice for yourself? Yeah, I made the choice. <laughs> it just, it seemed like the logical choice, knowing what I know yeah, about men. Did um, Kim Hill... <laughs> <laughs> Did Kim Hill play any uh, part in this, in this trauma? Did the, did the trauma from this Kim Hill incident sort of lead up to this decision? <laughs> I think that it may have. Okay. And in no, the, I didn't it... interpret it sexually. I, they also had cats at that house, and I was really afraid of cats. Afraid of cats? Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what I should have been interpreting in that way. Get the, keep the pussy um, away from me. Um, 
I didn't want to draw that line for you guys, but I felt like we weren't all there. I, I felt like we weren't all there together. Um, and so I think, I, I mean, I don't really know because I was half asleep, but I think I thought it was like a cat or something. And what is the epiglottis? I don't know. <laughs> That's what they told me. Um, and what, how did the ostracization, like, how did that manifest for you? Like, you weren't, in, was it just like light, you were not invited to sleepovers, or was there yeah. active bullying? I mean, are we really going to go through this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say there was a lot of active bullying, but, like, as a 13-year-old girl, you know when you're being yeah. shut out of a situation. Um, and did you, uh, did you get any nicknames out of this situation? <laughs> like, like, Throat kicker? <laughs> Not that I know of. Okay. Yeah, but they could be out there. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that this is true. You are incorrect. It was a lie. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was so good at lying until right now. The epiglottis is the thing that hangs in the back of your throat. That's oh, okay. Yeah. I should have known. I had to look it up to spell it yeah. for that lie. And then I realized, because I didn't know what it does. Does anyone know what it does? What the function of it is? It's to stop you from breathing or from uh, swallowing water down your windpipe. Oh. That's it. That's the whole reason for it. So if you scratched it, she's, yeah. she's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> she can't swim. I uh. felt like I really got into that one because I did go to a lot of sleepovers as a kid, which did influence my lesbianism. <laughs> uh, so there was, it was pretty easy to make up stories around that. Now, because... You, we haven't mentioned this, but you were homeschooled. Yeah. Did, you wouldn't have sleepovers then? No, I did have sleepovers with, like, other weird homeschool kids. Um, <laughs> and it was deeply traumatic in a lot of ways, but just, like, more psychologically. But, um, nothing, nothing terrible would happen. Okay. Now, to Deanne. Yes. When Emmy was in the fifth grade, her class was having a sex ed class and watching a video of a birth. It was too much for Emmy, and she fainted, <laughs> fell off her stool, and as she was fainting, she let out an involuntary mooing sound. <laughs> yeah or nah? I don't know Emmy at all yet. Until the mooing sound, it seems to check out. Um, all right, this was fifth grade. Was this your first uh, encounter with how birth happens? Yes. Okay, I shouldn't ask yes or no questions. Uh... <laughs> So how, how, like, how graphic was it? Was it just a... It was like the camera mounted between the woman's legs and you were just watching life emerging and it's incredibly graphic. Yeah. And I was like, that can happen to me? And you want one more detail? I'll give it to you. When I came to, there was a... Um, the guy I liked at the time was hovering over me to be like, are you okay? And I called him dad. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't end up together. <laughs> it sounds very true. Are you going to say true? I'm going to go, yeah. You are correct. Yes, it was true. Yes. You were very generous with your details there. Yeah, I don't know how this game works. <laughs> so was the mooing sound reported to you, or do you remember making it? It's like when you're fainting, it, you're, you let out some sound to let people know you're in trouble, and mine just happens to be a really deep guttural. It's supposed to draw people to you, but my sound really repels people. <laughs> like, Muh. So, you know, I want it to be something nice. But I was reading that you... It's, Vagaling or va vagala? That's that, it, yeah. That's you, yeah. So, can you explain what that is? It's basically if you have a really good imagination and you watch something graphic, you imagine it's happening to you and your body shuts down. <laughs> Does anyone want to be with me? <laughs> <laughs> 
So Wait. it's like a wow. final flight and you just fly. Yeah, exactly. I'm more of a flight. Does it work like for good, like when you're watching porn? Does it happen? Like... No, I like porn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, our next one is to Emmy. Now, when Aaron was a child, his family never had cordial or soda pop. So cordial is like a... Do you have cordial in the States? I don't think so. It's no. like a syrup that you put in... That you put in and mix it with water. It's okay. like a sweet drink. Okay. Or soda pop like in the house. Gotcha. One day when he was 10, he was left alone for a couple of hours while his dad went out and Aaron discovered a container of Metamucil. <laughs> he made himself a drink of it and thought it was delicious. So in the space of two hours, he made four huge glasses of it. And that night was one of the roughest nights of his life. Is there anything else about you? (laughs) Oh, come on. Josh has brought me on this podcast to defame me. Uh... Just any other interests, or is it just... Yeah, my life has mainly been there so far. (laughs) What does Metamucil taste like? It's orange. So it's like a tang. Yeah, it is like a tang. But it's a high fibre tang. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds made for you. <laughs> I, I have no more questions. This yeah. happened to you. It did. You gonna say yes? Yeah. It was alive. Ah, 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 too on brand. It was too on brand. Yeah, it was yeah. too on brand. Right. I didn't know this was my brand before today. <laughs> I didn't either. I just. Just happened to be how I was Yeah, he's really holding a mirror up to all of us. (laughs) In a way. (laughs) Alright, at the end of that round, the scores are Deanne on four points, Joel on five points, Emmy on three points, and also on five points is Aaron Chen. This is our final round. Oh my god. I know, it went really quick, but we've got time. We can flesh out these things. I might understand this one. Yeah, well, this round is called Hoo 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 Hoo. (laughs) I'm with you. Yeah, good. So what I do, I read out ten questions all about you four. If you think you know who it's about, you buzz in. Your name's your buzzer, so you have to say Emmy again. And if you get it right, if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you lose a point. It's the only way you can actually lose points. Oh, no. Yeah. But don't don't, don't let that put you off. So here we go. Question one. Who once at a rave had a fully uniformed police officer try and sell them drugs? Joel. Yes, Joel. Deanne. You are correct, yes, at one point there. How did you know it was me? I felt like it would have been you. Yeah. <laughs> so where did this happen? This happened in Mexico. Oh, was that a ra- oh, someone's... Who made a, who made a noise? Um, what was that noise about? Ugh, of course it happened in Mexico. Yeah, so um, this fully uniformed police officer came up and was like, hey, you guys doing drugs? You want to come buy some cocaine like up this path in the woods? And I was... It was a jungle rave, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that part. And I, to this day, I didn't do it. I don't know if, if he was that corrupt or if he thought I was that stupid. Were you on drugs already? Yeah. Was he just in a costume? Was it a real police officer? He seemed to be... A, if he... It, it only occurred to me right now maybe it was a costume. This is just wearing a blue hat. Like. But it was of police officer age in a full That's uniform. That's probably one of the worst marketing strategies to be a drug dealer dressed as a cop. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're with the rest of the village people. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Had there been an Indian chief and a construction worker, I would have been felt a lot more secure. Question two. Who at home only has one knife, so if it's dirty when cooking, they'll just rip stuff with their hands? Deanne. Yes, Deanne. 
Aaron? No, that was Emmy. Oh. So a point off the air there. I'm a ripper. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that really true? You said that in an interview. I'm not sure. It's yeah, true. no, we, we, our kitchen is very understocked right now. So it's one really dull knife. You can cut yourself super easily. And sometimes I'll just be like, well, no one's home. Ripping up this lettuce. <laughs> she's also dating like a real ass chef too. So I feel like she's letting herself like just have no knives. Oh, his <laughs> knives are all at work. <laughs> he doesn't bring Does he not trust you with them? Is <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> He's gone through your Google history and went, oh, and, and adult to- uh, chew toys? All right, I'll take this knife with me. Okay, uh, what's the hardest thing to rip? Like a phone book. A phone book, yeah, yeah, that is the answer. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Aaron's a bit young, so you might have to explain what a phone book is. So. It's, yeah, it's when you print out... No, never mind. <laughs> it's like your contacts, but on paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question three. Who once walked off stage at a sold-out gig to check the score of a sporting event? Emmy. Yes, Emmy. None of us. No, there's, there's, there's one. Okay, okay. Uh, Aaron. You are correct. Yes, it was Aaron Chen, yes. Okay. I remember we were on that gig. Yes, together. I was at that gig with you. I can't remember what the... It was the World Cup, it wasn't it? Was Australia in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, midway through I went on. I was yeah. How in were, the moment. For a... A soccer game? How long was your set? It takes hours for anything to happen in a soccer game. Well, he'd been watching it. We'd all been watching it backstage on... Was it your phone? I think it was my laptop connected yeah. to someone's phone. Well, in country, yeah. country New South Wales, yeah. so the internet was so slow, but we were watching it. And it was nil all for most of the game. And then Aaron got caught on the stage, so he went on. And then someone in the audience was watching it on their phone. <laughs> yeah. And then they went... Did they leave to say they... They left because... Um, they said someone scored and I didn't hear properly so I was like I'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> and then you came on and told the crowd that we, we had scored yeah bear of good news yeah <laughs> but then the whole set you just wanted to go back to the side and watch the rest of the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> finished off the set though professionals so yeah. <laughs> question four who here cries at Google commercials Joel. Yes, Joel. Emmy. You are correct. Yes, point there for Joel. Yes. I do. According to the according to YouTube, yeah, there's a Google commercial that you cry at that okay. you talked about. Oh, I do remember that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, we all... I've never seen a Google commercial. What's it like? There's only one, and it'll tear your heart apart. <laughs> it's yeah. It never been. I think we we all want to know. Yeah. What, what is it like? What, what is it? It's like all these people typing emails to their children in the future and everybody you know, reunites with their loved ones and soldiers come back from the army and they cure cancer and a black doctor and a white doctor shake hands. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the future when a black doctor and a white doctor might one day shake hands. <laughs> happened before. Do you, know, do you know what sets me off? What I get teary at? It's uh, soldier dads coming back yeah. to see their son. Someone posted one two days ago on my feed. And I don't know if it's just because the festival started and I wasn't in a good place, but I just I was just crying while I'm trying to do the washing up. It was not a good time in the Earl house. My son's like, oh, what's wrong, Dad? I'm like, oh, I'll just go away and you'll you understand. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of kids, who here has an eight-month-old baby at home? Who has an eight-month-old baby at home? Joel. And, and this is a human. It's not like a cat or Joel. a dog. Yes, Joel. 
Deanne? You are correct. Yes, Deanne does. <laughs> but don't get too excited. It's not my baby. <laughs> she just found it. I, just, I have an eight-month-old baby in the basement. These are true facts. Um, my girlfriend and I ha- have a lovely roommate. We've all been living together for a few years. She wanted to have a baby. So oh, we I thought said, the baby was the roommate. Yeah. Oh, no, the baby. Yeah, so we said, go for it. So now the baby is the roommate. Now we got a little eight-month-old baby at home. It's the best. If you've never hung out with a kid you are not responsible for, I recommend it. It's the best. <laughs> I recommend doing it if you are responsible too. It's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like getting away from it. Yeah. <laughs> Question six: Who gets too many people giving them unsolicited medical advice? Deanne. Yes, Deanne. Joel. Yes, that's the chlamydia. Yes, Joel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Lots like, of like homeopathic remedies for STDs, and it's like, no, nah, I got it covered. Thank you. <laughs> homeopathic? What's that like? Uh, it's like, don't, don't take the antibiotics that your doctor gives you. Eat berries, you know? Um, and it's like, this is how epidemics start. Yeah. Um, Next question. Who, as a joke, asked their manager for $5,000 in $100 bills, and their manager replied, yep, I'll get it to you tomorrow? <laughs> oh, Joel. Yes, Joel. Aaron. Yes, you are correct, yes. I'm pointing for Joel. How did you know that? Um... I don't know. I associate Aaron with pranks and money. Yeah. Uh, I associate him with something else. <laughs> no, it is true. I, um, I did it for that sport that we were both, Joel and I were both at. I taped $100 bills around. I thought it'd be fun to end my set like that. So I messaged my manager. He's a Greek guy and he, the whole company is run by Greek people. And I said, um, can I get $5,000 in a $100 bill? And he was like, yep, not a problem, sorted tomorrow. But this is also a guy I've seen at 11 p.m., like someone will come to the comedy store where like, they own that place, and they'll be talking and they'll be like, did you get the bread? And they'll be both laughing about the bread. <laughs> but there's no bread served there? Or... <laughs> Sorry, can I just go back? Why did you let us know he was Greek? Is that... I thought that yeah. was going to pay off. What's the... Um, it's like a whole... There's yeah, a you're whole just Greek a little racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, there's a whole Greek thing happening in Sydney. Okay. <laughs> you can't cut this out of the podcast. Oh, is it, you can't talk about Greeks. No, you can. I look forward to the, the day I see a white doctor <laughs> and, and a, a Greek, Greek doctor. doctor. Shaking hands. And then the white doctor has some money in that hand afterwards. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll put that away. Next question. Who, as a baby, choked on a hot dog so their mum just picked them up, high chair and all, and whacked it out of them? Joel. Yes, Joel. Emmy. No, that was Deanne. A point off Joel there. Yeah. Yeah, superhero mom. Apparently, I was choking on a hot dog. She couldn't unstrap the high chair fast enough and one arm just... And started shaking. And it came out. How old were you? And I lived. About one, I guess. Why is she giving you a hot dog? (laughs) (laughs) We're American. (laughs) That does sound like something your mom would do. No, no. When I choke on a hot dog, I'm like, leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing? (laughs) So is that when you knew you were gay? You're like, this is not for me. Get it out. Get it out. My body's rejecting this. (laughs) Question nine. Whose only purchase on their iTunes account are Seasons of the Real Housewives? Emmy. Yes, Emmy. Deanne? No, it was Joel. I put on Emmy there. How did you know um, that? Yeah. <laughs> also, why would you say that about and me? Also, 
I don't think that's true. I also have like the Sex in the City movie. Well, you said it on the podcast, uh, Bitch Sesh. Mm. Um, it might have been a lie, but I got that material and I thought I'm no, going to go with it. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I can't believe you really did a deep dive into it. Oh, I go real deep on this podcast. Yeah, yeah you better stop there. <laughs> <laughs> can't make eye contact with all right, and our last question for the game. Who here does a very good impression of Selma Hayek as a pigeon? Deanne. Yes, Deanne. I want it to be Aaron. No, it's Emmy Blutnick. Oh Point off Deanne there. Can we... <laughs> <laughs> but there's more to it as well. Yeah, you, you don't get that. Oh, I don't get that. <laughs> you think I just give that away? No, I do, I do, I do give it away. Sometimes I go to the airport and I don't know why I am there. <laughs> She's flipped it around. <laughs> so good. So at the end of the game, the scores are Deanne Smith on three points, everyone. Emmy Blotnick also on three points. Aaron Chen on five points. Whoa! But our winner on eight points, it's Joel Kim Booster. What do I get? You get to plug your show first. Oh, cool. <laughs> I guess it's a win for both me and Emmy then, because uh, we are both in Headliners at Max Watts. Uh, our show tonight is at 8.45, and then starting on Tuesday, it's 8.15 for the next week, and then I go back to America. Cool. So, Emmy? Yeah, what Joel said. Come to all of them. But also, also uh, follow Joel on Twitter at... I, I hate, hate Joel Kim. Yep. <laughs> And Emmy, your Twitter is... It's just at Emmy Blotnick. Emmy Good Blotnick. luck spelling it. <laughs> Aaron, what show do you have to plug? I'm doing a show called Piss Off Just Kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's at 9.30 at the Town Hall. 9.30 Town Hall. Yep. Excellent. And Deanne? Hi, I'm doing a show called Mantra at 8.15. 8.15? Yeah. At, um, did I say it was called you, Mantra? It's called Mantra. It's at the Mantra. Guys... I don't want to have to do this right now. <laughs> just but Google Deanne Smith and just turn up. There are a lot of tickets yet to be sold. Uh, the show's called Epiphany at Mantra at yep. 8.15. On Russell Street. At, uh, on there. Russell Street. <laughs> do you want me to go deeper dive into yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, can we give up for everyone you saw just there? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for coming out to the very first of these five... So next week here we have Andy Lee from Hamish and Andy. We have Judith Lucy doing the podcast for the very first time. We have Joe Firestone who's doing uh, headliners with these guys. And we also have Alice Snedden from the podcast Boners of the Heart who's very, very funny. She's from New Zealand. Also my show, Josh L Talks, is on tonight at 7.15 and every other night at 8.15 at the Victoria Hotel. You guys have been so lovely. So thanks for coming out to Don't You Know Who I Am. We'll see you next time. Bye. Some are weird as hell, but we love them. Some are one-trip ponies, but we embrace So, like I teased earlier in the episode, we're now sitting with the man who's sponsoring the show, Justin Hamilton. Yes, this is uh, all my sweet coin going into this production. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, now, your show, you're doing three different shows. Yes. But you can see them all as one. They all... So, the Ballad of John Tilt 
Animus. Yes, the Ballad of John Tilled Animus. It's like the Marvel movies. Yeah. So if you see one, it tells one story. If you see all three, it tells one big story. Which I don't know if you remember back in 2007, I did Three Colours Hammo, yes. which was the same conceit. And that was a disaster to explain in 2007 <laughs> because it was pre-Iron Man in 2008. Yeah. So you would say, you can see one tells one story, you see all three, it tells one big story. And without fail, radio announcers would yeah. say, so do you have to see all three? And you'd say, no. <laughs> At the end of each one, like the Marvel films, do you have a little teaser for the next one? <laughs> yeah, Nick Fury turns yeah. up and uh, gets me into the Avengers. <laughs> so, so all the laughs die down and then people go, no, you've got to stick around. You've got to stick, stick around. around. He's going to come out and do yeah. like... And then Samuel L. Jackson's going to be involved somewhere. Yeah, a little minute and a half where I cough yeah. up a tesseract. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know how much you want to go into it, what the shows are. So this will be out, like you've done one week of shows. Yes. So you can still see the first yeah. show uh, on uh, the second Sunday of yep. the Comedy Festival. Yeah, so if you so listen to this the day it comes out, you've still got that weekend to see yes. it. Yes, yep. 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock session. So the way that breaks down, it's about the fall and rise of this comedian called John Tildanimus. So in the first show, you see him uh, appear three times in his career on a talk show, and each time he learns terrible truths about his career. The second show... John Tildanimus has been found dead with a gun in his hand in an open box with a note in it that says, pretty funny, right? But the only problem is no one can agree on which John it is. Is it musical John? Is it stand-up John? Is it impro John? And every time they think it might be a different John, everyone's allegiance changes. Yep. A little bit like the uh, comedy scene. And, uh, and then, uh, oh, mate, I've gone from doing musical comedy to just stand-up now. Yeah. People are way nicer to me these oh days. Oh, my God, it's so full-on, isn't Audiences it, Audiences right? are down, but people are nicer. <laughs> Much nicer. Uh, and then the third show, uh, The Girl on the Song, is uh, John wakes in a place he doesn't recognise. He's interviewed by a person he doesn't know, and every time he gets a question wrong, he gets shot and has to relive the experience again. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, so they, uh, they're, they're very existential and they're, they're pretty tight. Like, uh, they're like 45, 50-minute shows and uh, it's, it's kind of more one-man plays, yeah. I would say, or one-person plays. Yeah. Which is in a festival with 650, 650 shows. Yeah. It is great to see something that's trying to do something a little bit different. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, what I think uh, you would really enjoy about the shows, and we've talked a little bit about this, and I think uh, listeners of your podcast would enjoy, is uh, I'm trying to use music differently, trying to use music in the way that you would see it on TV or in movies. Yep. Rather, you know, in, in uh, live comedy shows, music is, if it's not a song that yep. someone's singing, is a sting. Yep. Whereas music plays out and has uh, important parts yep. of the narrative. I still remember David Quirk's show Thrasher, the skateboard yes. one, and he used, just had a song play, yep. which was a Jonathan Richmond song, so I was already on board. Yes. But it was a scene where, so Zoe Kuzma was in that show, and it was yeah. a scene where she was just folding t-shirts yep and the song played and it was beautiful and also so great to go yep. oh yeah you can do this in a comedy show yeah and everyone is still on board oh yeah. yeah you know you can change the mood it's like uh in in the second show there's a there's a dj who keeps getting the same person ringing in requesting the same song and it's the four tops it's the same old song and you hear that incessantly to such an extent i apologize to everyone it will be stuck in your head yeah <laughs> so these are at the toff these are at the toff in town so is it nice to go back to the toff see jace who's the sound man there oh man jace is, it, is, is he doing it yeah, yeah without a doubt he's he's so good he's a great guy and 
what I have to be careful with is uh, I've set up the scripts in a way that I think are very straightforward, but Jace's mind works in mysterious ways, so I have to sort of sit back and let him work out his own language. Oh. But then he nails everything. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. him last night. I did a show there, Yeah, and I couldn't get there for the sound check. Right. And so he was setting up the mic, and if, if you went to the shelf, you'd know Jace. Yeah. He has the scariest voice. Yes. But he's such a sweet guy. Yeah, it's like he gargles gravel. Yeah, and so <laughs> I got there, and the people who show it was, I don't think they knew Jace that well. So like, right. oh, I think the sound guy's really angry that you weren't here. I'm like, oh, it's Jace. He, he won't be angry. He'll just be a little bit stressed because he wants everything to be perfect. Yeah. And when I got there, it was all perfect. Perfect. Like, I plugged in, strummed yeah. once, he had it nailed. It was yeah. fine. So, yeah. yeah. He, knows, he knows what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you. I kind of see colours with music, and so... Uh, I kind of put the music in the shows to kind of accommodate the colours of uh, of the toff, which is those you know those lush reds and yep. blues and purples, and uh, yeah, it's just such a it's just the perfect space. It's a nice box, yeah. You know, uh, it's not too deep. You know, the yep. ceilings are low. It's it's just great. Yeah. So it is going all all through the festivals. Saturday, uh, it's Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. It's a weird schedule because we wanted to use the TOF. Yeah. So best to go to comedy.com.au if you want to get your head around the weird schedule. Awesome. So the Ballad of John Tilt Animus. Am I saying it right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Great. Awesome. Hey, thanks for doing this. No worries. And, um, Thank you. Yeah. People at, of Don't You Know Who I Am listeners, go out and have a look at Hammer. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.